We know there are times where you're just too busy to sort through the mass of information that comes your way. So to make it easier for you to stay informed, subscribe to The Morning Agenda, WITF's news podcast, where the only agenda is you. Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like its Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The Spark is also supported by UPMC. Choose UPMC for your family's health care needs close to home. Visit UPMC.com slash Central PA for a complete list of services and locations. Spring is three weeks away. For many of us, that means time to get back into the garden for the 2024 growing season. But there still is work to do before then to get ready, including cleaning up from last year. Horticulturist Erica Jo Schaefer is on the spark today with tips to growing even better this year. Erica, good to see you today. Yes, you as well. I, I said when I wrote that, I thought to myself... Is it work? Do gardeners look at cleaning up from last year work? No, you know, that's what distinguishes the gardeners from the non-gardeners. Okay, because it almost sounds like spring training. It's 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 so spring training. It's so much fun. Like, oh, we can't wait to get our hands dirty. (laughs) So what does cleaning up entail? Well, I guess that depends on how many leaves have blown into your garden and all that. One of the things, though, that really is coming into more people's awareness is if you clean up too early, like there's um, there's morning widow or morning cloak butterflies. There's luna moth, lightning bugs. They're all in that leaf litter right now. So if you start cleaning that up too early, you're actually dropping their populations. So there's a patience involved here. Okay, but there also are some questions. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many articles I've read over the past week that have talked about crops that are budding or plants that are budding 10 days early because of, well, right now across the country, we're in a warm spell, including Mm -hmm. here in Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. but nothing like Texas or the Midwest. Mm -hmm. And it has a lot of people worried because it's supposed to be cold later in the week. And Mm -hmm. some of those things that have budded, have their buds out ready to go, Mm -hmm. won't survive the cold. Maybe. I think plants are a little more intelligent than we give them credit for. And this is part of the emotional structure of being a gardener. You know, when you zone push, we call it zone pushing. Like I have two um, Daphne odoras in my garden, which are full of buds, and they're strong zone 7 plants. We're Mm -hmm. 7A. So if we were to drop into... If we were to drop into the 10-degree sort of stuff right now, I'd have to run out there and cover them so that they would not be... Their, their flower buds wouldn't get frozen. But most of it, you just, you just hold your breath and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Last two days. Uh, mm-hmm. Yesterday, I think it did get over 60, but mm-hmm. uh, today's supposed to get over 60, tomorrow over 60, but then down. Then down the it goes, right. Right. So over these three days where it's in the 60s, 20 degrees above normal, mm-hmm. how much will a perennial in central Pennsylvania how much will grow? Uh, the perennials, not so much because they're in the cold ground. Okay, so they're so, used to right, it. Right, they're used to it. And until the ground warms up, they're not coming. Mm-hmm. Now, what you are going to see is maybe the daffodils will bloom earlier. We used to do, they're called phenology charts, where mm-hmm. you would like keep track on what day each one of those things bloomed over a succession of years in your own garden. But, you know, maybe some, maybe the forsythias will start to show a little bit of yellow. But, you know, plants evolve. They, you know, they do what they do and... 
you know, if you lose your flower buds one year, you didn't lose the plant, usually. Yeah, but so if I'm just, a farmer, I'm a little more worried than well, about my daffodils. Well, if you're a farmer, you don't have your corn planted yet. So. Right, but there are some things that... Uh, well, you'd be worried about... If you have an your, orchard, for, yep, orchards, for example. Yep, absolutely. You'd be worried about the earlier things, like the earlier blooming apricots, maybe, and things like that that bloom super early. So that can be... But that's usually taken up by a late frost. This is This is more like... The plants are starting to wake up. Look at me doing this like animation I know, I, here. I I'm like, that, yeah. just <laughs> if you look at our video on Facebook, <laughs> uh, the Spark Facebook page, you could have seen that. But uh, on radio, but you'll just, just have to take us. Or take us at our word. <laughs> I was moving. I was a flower bud and I was waking up. <laughs> <laughs> so now I know what that looks yeah, like. Good, good, good. <laughs> so I'm not myself, I'm not concerned about that. It's three days. Like the flower buds are not going to wake up that fast. Like, okay. and, then the, and then the cold's going to hit them again and go, oh, wait, everybody wait, everybody wait. And then, you know, and then they'll wake up a little bit more. Like Mother Nature knows what she's doing. Okay. So you have a lot of confidence in Mother Nature. Then. I have so much confidence in Mother Nature. It's humans that I'm losing my confidence. <laughs> <laughs> well, and again, you just have to pay attention to what's going on. Right. And, and what you're planting. You know, like I can get away with those those Daphne odoras because I've planted them in a protected area in my garden. If they were out in the back, you know, where it's more exposed, then they probably would be dead by now. All right. Protected area of your garden. What's protected? Um, you know, you've got what's called little microclimates in your garden. So the way my house is kind of L-shaped and the way that the sun moves across, it's just a little protected area that maybe stays even five degrees warmer than what happens out in my backyard. <laughs> So you have your garden broken down into <laughs> little microclimates. I'm a plant geek. I don't know if you've noticed that. I, I have. <laughs> this Amongst is other geeks, geeky, geeky things. things but yes, yeah. yes. And this is what I've been doing for 35, 40 years now. This is the thing. Like when I learned this was a career, I, everything else was off the table. So how did you term, determine which climate is where in your garden? It's it's just awareness. I'm also a landscape designer, so it's just kind of noticing that if my house is L-shaped out front and the sun is coming from east to west, then that area is going to be a little more protected from the wind and just the way that it's situated. You know, most people don't think that way, though. I think I want to put something in the ground. There's lots yeah, of sunshine. Exactly. There's Looks shade good. here. Yep. Boom. Yeah. Yep. And good luck to you. <laughs> so you're encouraging people to think a little bit more about or, it. Right. Or hire an awesome landscape designer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to tuck that in. <laughs> All right. So let's get back to cleaning up yeah, the garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 So, yeah, so many people are already, like, cleaning their leaves up and getting, you know, now they're exposing their perennial crowns to mm -hmm. colder weather that was protected underneath those leaves. And, again, lightning bugs, I, especially lightning bugs, are, like, they're tucked underneath all that leaf litter waiting for the warmth to come so that they can, like, they can sprout. So, you know, just, like, be patient. Find other things to do and leave the leaves for at least another month, at least another month. See, that was one of the things I, I planned to ask you about. Uh, you know, today you hear much more about leaving your leaves on the ground. We mm -hmm. talked about that on mm -hmm. the, for the health of lawns, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. So for another month, you're, you're saying leave the leaves and some of this. But again, people want to. I know. They you want get it spring to look fever. Exactly. And, right. And that's it. I mean, and that's like that's identifying with your with your ego. 
and what the neighbors expect of you instead of what Mother Nature needs. So like there's going to there's going to be I mean some people are going to clean it up. I mean they're just going to cuz they feel more strongly in that direction. My leaves are staying for at least 6 weeks. I want lightning bugs. What and do your neighbors say? Were pure, do you have peer My pressure? My neighbors love me. Oh, they do? Yes, because okay. I bring them treats like I bring you. Uh, <laughs> I do things. Well, what you were describing there sounded like peer pressure from neighbors. Yes. Don't care what your neighbors right. think and about why do you your put leaves. Ke- not you necessarily, because I hopefully I've taught you different by yeah, now. But yeah. like, why do people put chemicals on their lawns to kill the dandelions and violets and all those beautiful things? Mm. Because they need to have a good lawn so their neighbors won't be mad at them. No. Let your dandelions grow. Like, that's pollinator. That's all. They're healthy. I mean. Now, wait mm. a minute. I, I've told you before. Yeah, you've taught me that. And I don't use chemicals on my thank lawn. You, thank you. But I still don't like dandelions on the lawn. I it's an ego thing. I do understand that. It's an ego thing. You know what? You I grew up start... a poor kid. I, I need yeah. a, a lawn. Yeah, right. And you can have a lawn. And why not have it peppered with beautiful yellow flowers and mm. little tiny pollinators and bees? That a week later I mean, feel will become, that. Just it'll feel be what blowing that feels all like. over the place. And, no, you know. no. Right. Like wishes. Like look at how many wishes you get then. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Philadelphia Flower Show yes. starts uh, this weekend. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been there? I have been there. There's uh, it, The displays are magnificent. It's such a cool thing. For me, though, um, it's a, I get a little claustrophobic because so many people it go. Is, it, and then are, you can't, it is so well attended. Yeah, yes, so well attended, which is totally awesome. But sometimes you can't get up to see the display because people are oohing and on, but they're not moving. Uh-huh. So it's just not it's not really my scene. Now, that there's Harrisburg does their right. own, you know, right? Well, a lot so of places rather, do. York yeah, does. I'd rather, yeah, New York, yeah, mm-hmm. York. I'd rather go to the smaller ones. Yeah. I mean. But getting back to flower shows like that, Mm -hmm. you with your background and as you said, as you do this as a profession, Mm -hmm. what do you look for? At the flower shows? Yeah. Uh, I would probably be looking at new colors of different flowers and just kind of because, you know, a lot of the a lot of the plants are already, I mean, on the market. Like there's there's not that many new plants that are being garden worthy. Mm-hmm. However, like say this morning on my on my Erica Joe's garden Facebook page, mm-hmm. um, I put one of my black hellebores just looked amazing this morning. So hellebores is one that they're doing doubles now, double flowering or different colors. So that's what I start to look for is like what's the neat new color or what's the neat new dwarf of something that used to be too big for me to use in designs. Do flower shows like that inspire amateur gardeners like us. Oh, I think so, for sure. I think so, for sure, because you start to see that there's a bigger palette of plants that you could be choosing from instead of the boring squares and meatballs that are in front of your house. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Have you ever been inspired to uh, grow something or something that you hadn't tried before? Almost every plant I stand in front of I want in my garden. Yes. The answer is yes. If I go to... When I go to the greenhouses and stuff like that, you know, and you're only going to get three plants and my car is packed... Yeah. And again, just to describe her motions, she covered her face like, uh, you look like uh, Macaulay Cock in, in Home Alone. Yes, when Home Alone. Did, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I need 16 of those. And then I start planting them in my neighbor's yards because I'm running out of space. I'm sure they appreciate that. All right. We got, uh, well, we have treats here. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm just going to, uh, you know, edible glitter. You put that on Facebook, and I'm like, uh oh. 
Edible glitter. I squealed when I saw there was such a thing. I was like, edible glitter? What? And I wanna I wanna make sure I have it right. Handcrafted tea and goddess sprinkles, dried rose petals, and edible glitter. It yes. was that last part, the edible, edible glitter. glitter. All right, so we're we're getting some video of this. Emma Halsey is uh, taking a shot. So so it's a chocolate tart, and the rest the original recipe came from Republic of Tea. Okay. And my my company is Wildly Crafted Woman. Okay. And I make my own tea. So this is my exotic love tea, which is um, raspberries, cardamom, um, raspberries, and cardamom. <laughs> And then um, the black tea, but then it's mixed with chocolate. And then the goddess sprinkles are on top, which is toasted cardamom, rose petals, and edible glitter. Well, the rose petals, you know, when I hear rose petals, I, I, I think of, you know, the bigger rose petals. These are just... Just ground up yeah. rose petals. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Mm. Yeah? Very good. Very good. Okay, the, the chocolate in particular, but I'm... Can you catch the rose? Yeah, I can. I can. And the cardamom is such a lovely spice. This is really good. Get a close-up of that if you would, Emma, because <laughs> you, you were you were not happy with your presentation today. I was which... not. My chocolate crust kind of fell apart, and um, there was nothing I could do about it. Oh, wait. There's something you can do about it. Well, yeah, because it's where it's I going. I want everybody to know that this was a three-piece presentation, and he's just going right across the whole thing. Oh, that's, oh I'm sorry. So good. No. Well, <laughs> Yeah, there are three slices there, and I just ate. You just, hey, this is the way it goes. Marquis yeah. is going to be a little sad today. Yeah, I guess he is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you're loving it, though. What are you going to do with the, uh, where can we see the recipe? I can put that up on the Spark okay. on the page. Yep. All right, why don't you yep. do that? All right, so let's cool. talk a little, get back to uh, the ground now. Yes. Um, pruning. We've talked about pruning for the last uh, few months, but... Yeah. Uh, so that's another thing that people get a little bit anxious about in the spring. Like you get the cleanup and then you get everything all neat and tidy again. Neat and tidy. And then people are calling me wondering why their azaleas didn't bloom or why their um, uh, lilacs don't bloom. So there are, uh, there are a number of plants that made their flower buds last autumn. Mm -hmm. And last summer, so if you get too spring, you get too spring prune happy, then you're cutting off all your flower buds before they have a chance to flower. I'm sorry, I was just looking at the video of what we were taking. It. <laughs> all right, so what are you recommending then? Is you need to know if the if the plants bloom, the plants flower buds are already formed, uh -huh. or if there are some that form their flower buds in the summertime, crepe myrtles. Um, butterfly bushes, only the sterile ones, of course. If you don't have sterile ones, get them out of your garden and replace them with sterile ones. Um, rose bushes. There's things that you do want to prune um, pretty much pretty much down, like even uh, beautyberries. But then, again, the azaleas, the viburnums, the early flowering clematis. There's, there's a bunch of things that you don't prune now. And then, again, people are like, why didn't my such and such bloom? It's like my first question always, when did you prune it? <sighs> You know, you're given so much information today of what people should and shouldn't do. Mm -hmm. How are they to find out what they should and shouldn't do? Besides listening to this program, and as you said, a half hour is just not long it's enough. It's just not. Um, so my Facebook page is Erica Joe's Garden. And so you can ask questions on that. I do um, on-site consults, and I do hand-drawn landscape designs. Okay. 
and you'll even break down the climate of the garden. Yes, well, and the, and the on-site, the on-site is nice because I walk around with you and, and you're going to ask me, what about this? And I'm going to say, oh, hey, and you know what you ought to be doing for this over here? You know, so it's like an hour of me just like telling you all your things, specifically your things. Have you ever gone into someone's garden or around their lawn and, and looked around and said, oh, this does not look good? Mm-hmm. You've done that. Mm-hmm. You had to, but then you had I had to give gently, them the hard truth. Yeah, the hard truth, but gently. Yeah. I'm, you know, if I'm on your property, I'm telling you how it is. I mean, again, it's 30 plus years of experience and like I know what needs to be done and you might want to think about this over here and that over there is not doing good because it's not in enough sun. And, you know, if you prune that this way, then that would help so much. And it's just, I just love, I just love it. By the way, what do you think are plants out in the lobby today? Mm. <laughs> they got watered, but the one croton is definitely not coming back. <laughs> I, I feel like I should come in with my pruners and just read it its last rites. I, well, I I looked out there today and I was like, uh-oh, what's she going to pick out? Yep, uh-oh. <laughs> All right, so planning. We talked a little bit about this last mm-hmm. month, and mm-hmm. uh, the kind of the theme of our conversation today is, is can't wait. Three weeks to spring. The official, by the way, spring is early this year as mm-hmm. far as the official date. Mm-hmm. It's March 19th. March 19th. Part yeah. of it is because we have a leap year. Yeah. But uh, March 19th. So it's three weeks. And um, a lot of people, as you've said, uh, are Get antsy. Are, yeah. They really are, are, are antsy. So what are you planning? What are you planning right now? Well, for, for I think the bigger conversation, like more than your landscaping stuff, because most of the nurseries don't have anything in yet for you to go buy. None of pansies? Is the seeds starting. Well, pansies have been in the greenhouses, though. They haven't been in what okay. the temperatures right. that we're going to have in four days. Okay. And they'll get, they'll get yellowed leaves. So, like, hold. Or, or or put your pot put them in your pots and bring your pots in and out and in and out. Darn. But more I was is, thinking pansies at least can survive. Yeah, like okay. maybe about All well right. they could, but not if they're out of, coming out of a warm greenhouse. All right. Okay. If you find them outside, that's different. But mostly it's about starting your seeds. Like a lot of people are starting their vegetable seeds right now and you might be starting them too early. Like right now we want to have our pepper seeds started, but we actually want to wait two more weeks before we start our tomato seeds. Or they're going to get all long and lanky and fall all over each other. We're nowhere near starting squashes or cucumbers or any of that stuff. So there's, you know, there's, an, and I can put it on the spark. I can okay. put it on the thing, right. like what the actual schedule is for some of the major vegetable type things and some that you just want to start outside. Hmm. Not yet, though. Uh, what about uh, trees and shrubs? What do you mean? Is it, can you plant? Uh... Sure. You can plant them, but you're most likely going to find that most of the garden centers are going to have last year's stock yet, uh-huh. which might be root-bound, right? So you want to check, you know, see if they'll let you check the roots. And, and you know, right now you could be planning. Like, you know, I need, I'm going to want a shrub that only gets three foot tall and three foot wide at my front door, and it's only morning sun, and I'd like it to be evergreen. And that's what you take to the garden center and have them tell you what fits that. Mm. Um, let me, uh, or have your landscape consultant come by. <laughs> Doing a lot of advertising today. I, just a little bit. Just yeah. a little bit. You know, we're not allowed to do that. No. Hey, I'm a guest. I don't know anything about that. You know, okay. I'll have to tell you right on the air the okay. hard well, truth. Okay, well, I'll remember that for next time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm just giving information. <laughs> uh, mulching. Mulching, it's too early. Please don't. You keep your ground colder longer and can cause your perennials to rot because of that. Like, wait, just like wait another month. Again, we're so, not everyone, 
but we're so busy to get everything neat and tidy and get on our way. Like, like luxuriate in this longer stretch of cold and what Mother Nature is doing. Like, yeah, it's just... You sent me a, a text about, you know, some things to talk mm-hmm. about. And you said, start your engines. Gardener, start yeah, your yeah. engines. It's your okay. heart and your energy. Right, so in the minute or so we have left, on one hand, you're saying start your engines, but on another hand, you're saying be patient. patient. Right. So the start your engines is get your ideas together. Like, what are you going to do? Because as soon as you start planting and doing, you lose your mind. So like right now is a good time to walk around out in your garden, find out what plants you like, what plants have like really just have not done well for years. Just get that out of your garden and start to make plans on what you want to do. Write it down. Be thoughtful. Know what's going to happen because once the spring fever hits you, you lose your mind. You go to the garden center. You get home and be like, gosh, where am I going to plant these things? <laughs> that's how it happens. So, hey, I was going to say, so you buy first and think about where right, it goes later. Right, that's what you should do, but that's what we do. That's Erica Joe Schaefer, as always, a lot of fun. Yes, Thanks for thank being you with so us today. Much. Thank you.